voicemails to man from Detroit. Oh yeah, I love Network. Network was one of the reasons I actually got out of the television and went into it. Interesting enough. Um, and it's pretty scary. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you're talking 1984 stuff. Network is definitely in that same category. Even today, it was just wild to see all the stuff that they were doing. Imagine, you know, now it's so, it's, they use video, you know, to convince people, which is cool. I mean, but look at how uh, it's altered. You know, you can just tell it's so funny. It's like, yeah, if we were to finish up the entire speech, it has a whole different meaning to it. And that's why I even put that up there on the internet. The whole thing's gonna be just a battle of editors. Yeah, it's pretty scary, man. They're out there putting all this stuff out there for years, man. And uh, I mean, I've been saying it before, man. It's just how it's edited. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you can make anybody sound bad or anybody sound good. It does have a lot to do with that movie network, too. You know, they're in such power. And mind you, now they got the internet that literally, you know. Look at, they're controlling the entire system, you know, the system. There's, there really is no justice at all. I mean, you can see it over and over again, even in today's hearings. To make some people will walk away and still think that, no, they would never do that. That's how brainwashed people are, in a sense, you know, to this whole thing. It's like when you can't even make, as the one guy said today, common sense decisions over the situation. It's, it's gone pretty far, you know. I think reality TV is going to the internet. That's the next phase because nobody's watching TV anymore. They're throwing it away. Yeah, it's crazy, man. The next internet artist and how easy it's going to be. Keep in mind, Tila Tequila. Whatever happened to her? And yeah, I do remember Joe Millionaire. I think that came and kind of went too. But yeah, I guess you could call that one of the first ones of like almost reality style um, bachelor kind of ad kind of stories. And I know you were saying you were kind of stuck at home, but if I'm stuck around something, I find it enjoyable to watch. I like to check things out. I usually roll into it for, uh, you know, obviously the purpose of production and stuff like that. So I'll check in on things. Yeah, I thought they were brilliant in how they brought the entire thing out. I mean, I don't even think they took any hours to explain anything at all. So that was kind of interesting, too. But yeah, I really, you know, enjoyed how they kind of presented their case. I tell you, Raskin, boy, he really was sweating every time they started talking. He'd come up there and he's like, remember that story? Remember this story? And this is how we want to, this is what we want you to believe. And it's like, he always seemed like he was trying to, you know, his case. My favorite though was when the end when uh, Michael did his uh, summation at the end and I uh, talked about freedom of speech and due process. It's real powerful, you know. And and then have Raskin get up there and he's like, "Well, you remember the story again?" That was kind of funny. And then Raskin goes around everything and what does he do? He starts talking about freedom of speech. There you go. But it doesn't apply to the other side, it only applies to Raskin's side, which basically, that's what that lawyer was talking about, so, these people are characters, man, they really are, and they totally keep getting trapped, which is even more funny, but as I said, it was a pretty open and shut case, even before the video, you know, but look what we've come to. It's like, look at the video not being involved in all these cases. So, I think it's a good thing because you can really see what's going on, especially in how the media works. So, they kind of put themselves in it, which was kind of interesting. It's like they kept showing these videos, and it was easy as playing the entire clip, which they wouldn't do. It was almost comical. I'm like, you guys are just setting each other up. All they're going to do is play the extended clip and show exactly what he said. So they did. It's not really hard to do. You know, as for Trump being acquitted, you know, it's basic knowledge, man. It's like they really kind of put it to him. There's really nothing to it. 
I mean, it kind of cracks me up that people still look at it as like, I can't believe that they actually use this as, you know, their way to defend the case. I'm like, that's the, that's the hard part. And that's, I think what the lawyer just kind of kept explaining. He's like, you're given these rights. You're allowed to do that, you know, just like the other side. You might not agree, you know. They showed the other side and what they kind of said, and I kind of found that very objectionable. I wouldn't, you know, say those kind of things towards a president, and I'm not too fond of Bush, you know, but that's free speech, which is very different from what they were trying to say. Is like because of Donald Trump's free speech, it became a riot. No, it's not like that at all. It would be like Kamala Harris saying, "Okay, you know whatever her joke was on Ellen." Yeah, that was a wild SNL clip too. I think they could have really did something a little bit different, which would have been a little bit more funny. But yeah, I guess they kind of go that route, huh? Pretty wild that they're actually down with that. You know, it's kind of scary, and they find humor in it, which is even scarier. I mean. You know, if we were thinking like normally, wouldn't that kind of stuff be something we would maybe ban Saturday Night Live if they did something like that? Yeah, man. I mean, look at that. You know, it's like uh, I don't know, man. It's, you would think they would have a little bit more uh, standard. I've seen the times we're in. Even if it is somewhat kind of hearsay. They buy into the hearsay and have no problem with talking about it. And we've got some serious facts, and they make light of it. I just think you could have did the joke better, you know. They maybe could have. Let's just say Tom Hanks come out in his red hat, you know, and talk about space aliens or JFK coming back or you know something like that. And once again, it's so easy for the media to put that fear into people through funniness. You know, it's like uh, reverse psychology at its finest. You know, yeah, well, that was the one with the witch that came on there. You know, she was the QAnon witch or whatever it was. Again, if the joke's funny, you know, people are kind of hearing about the name. They certainly don't understand what it's about. But to go towards that type of topic is, you know. Interesting that they chose to go that way. And as I said before, it's just total reverse psychology. That's exactly what they're doing. Everything that they do is all reverse psychology. Even that little so-called witch hunt <laughs> of a trial that they tried to pull off again, they do this whole reverse psychology, and they really work well with what we call empathy. They put people forward that are going to make you empathize with them. Instead of t- telling facts or presenting evidence or doing two things that they forgot to do, due process and free speech, kind of forgot those things. The case fell apart real quick, and then they show sections of video, which the news does, and it makes it seem one way. And then when you play the entire clip, well, lo and behold, it sounds a lot different. Hence my little remark at the beginning of the trial: the editors are the ones who are going to win this battle. And from Jamie Raskin's kind of freakout, you can see which way it went. They had no ammunition. They came with something they didn't believe in, and they lost. And that's it. They straight up lost. There's nothing. Sands or buts. It shouldn't even be brought. It's like I don't even. I mean, the, the people once again should be just screaming right out the window like it's network. Literally, I think that's the part that just bugs me the most. It's like here they are wasting people's time. You know the situation. They don't care about the situation. They absolutely don't care about the situation that we're in. Zero. That's that's right there because they went and they did this, and they knew they didn't have any evidence. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were trying to get at a guy that they've been trying to impeach since the beginning. 
And then what happens? They got nothing. And they figure they work off people's empathy, okay? We'll tell some stories about how people were affected. Then we'll show some video clips, and then we'll edit these words together to make it sound like it's, you know, the worst thing in the world. And then we'll work on some more empathy, and then we'll shed a couple of tears, you know, and then we'll, uh, we'll expect everybody to believe us because that's... And like I said, sitting there listening to Raskin just twirl in a circle, it's like he just got up there and said, okay, well, my First Amendment rights count more than your First Amendment rights. Well, it doesn't work like that. Once again, he got his ass handed to him. And I thought Trump's lawyers were brilliant. They presented the case. You know, they didn't add anything to the case. All they did was basically defend everything that they brought up. And it was such a weak case, such a terrible, terrible case, that his team didn't even have to argue one minute how bad it was, because that's how bad it was. And lo and behold, what do they do? They doctored evidence. There you go. They should all be impeached right there for that in itself. That's what people don't understand. There's so many rules and laws of the Constitution that they're supposed to be holding up. Once again, these are the individuals that are supposed to be holding up the Constitution for us, the people. And they're absolutely not doing that. Anybody who voted against Donald Trump, I don't care what side of the field you're on, they voted against our Constitution and our rights. They should be gone. And it's so funny, too, because I went in circles with a lawyer. I'm like, okay, well, are we not allowed to have due process just because he's a Republican president? Are we not allowed to have free and open speech? Especially, mind you, this is not just anywhere. It's at the Capitol. Okay, this is where it goes down. It's our house. We're allowed to peaceably protest at the Capitol. I'm not saying things didn't get out of hand because obviously did they did and i'm not gonna say one side or the other because it went down and it happened we don't like that to happen at all but at the same time you know you're allowed to do that you're allowed to be there to do that that's what it is all about if we we the people feel there was something wrong which there clearly was with the election then we are allowed to physically be there and protest that election as being false. Yeah, you know, it was interesting because in the TV of the 70s, you know, we were still coming out of, you know, the 50s or 60s of live television. So a lot of these shows now are produced. But for the most part, you know, still had the live television atmosphere. Like, look at all the family. You know, I mean, obviously you still had one or two studios, but rarely did you leave the um, the living room of all in the family, maybe for the kitchen or another part in the in the room. But how amazing was the script writing then? You know, when you have basically. And then, obviously, you do have your Star, you have your Star Treks and stuff like that, you know, which literally started to use different style of graphics. But they could. That was the interesting thing. When you did shows like that, or like The Twilight Zone, you could really experiment with stuff because the public, if there was any type of mistake or anything, they wouldn't notice. And now, you know... If you want to even talk non-linear, it's made it more, you know, easier for people to start producing their own videos and stuff like that. So, major changes, you know. You went from tapes, big machines, obviously, once again, to desktop computers, laptops. And now just your phone, because you can do, uh, you know, stuff like that. TikTok, you know, editing program, but fun people who knows you might be producing more editors for the future (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it's just that simple. You got an iMovie for the phone, and there you go. I'll tell you the interesting thing that came along, because like we were just talking about this yesterday, in fact, production. It's like I watch a lot of these, you know, you know, big-time music videos or whatever, and a lot of it's shot in front of a green screen and, you know, you know basic actors or whatever and stuff like that. It's like even with that, you know, uh, even music itself, you know, they use a lot of... Um, let's say drum machines and I'm like wow you know we all kind of grew up on live music you know we all grew up on tape and music videos that were just one of those things that were special you know so how unique is each video going to be yeah I mean you look at it look how they were just like you know cable TV in the beginning they could kind of do stuff and be inventive because nobody was you know ready for it so they could really kind of throw it at the wall you know and I thought that's what made it so much more real. We were just talking tonight about the thing that we're doing with those marionette puppets, you know, and how we're going to make it real, but not real, you know. And we can kind of throw things at the wall and test it out because it's new and people aren't used to it, you know. So that's kind of cool when you do the first one. Usually by the time that we get the 55th installation of Star Wars, you know, Obviously, we've gone to the next level. Digital. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's quite interesting. Three to five minute video. It's a commercial, five minute video commercial, basically. That's what it is. But uh, at the same time, too, you know, you got about two, three hundred people working on it that don't really need to be needed. You know, <laughs> that's just the way it is. I mean, I've seen some great music videos come out of here. And, guys on budgets that didn't even be charged, you know, it's like, wow, you know, it's an amazing video, it'll just totally get overlooked for something that's just goofy, man, it's just crazy, and they, and they got really no brains, I mean, that's the whole thing, it's like, a lot of this stuff is just like, okay, from the SNL joke to the music video, it's like, they have these characters that were on SNL, and I understand they did a lot of breakout stuff, you know, like, I can't really be bitching because the Blues Brothers came off of SNL, but the Blues Brothers really weren't supposed to be on SNL. It just didn't seem like, you know, they needed a movie and they kind of went with it. But the Blues Brothers were awesome on Saturday Night Live, you know. But it was a whole different, you know, skit that I'm sure they had to beg to get on, you know, at the time. Best thing for them. And the next thing you know, you got a movie behind it. And... They missed out on the biggest one of them all was Chevy Chase during that time because they should have been doing SNL movies with Chevy Chase. But they chose to not renew his contract and give him his opportunity to do movies, and he just went off and did movies. You know, obviously, he came back to TV. I always had this strange concept, too. I think the Blues Brothers did all right. I don't think there was too many SNL movies that I can remember that were anything that were pretty And the Blues Brothers, really, like I said... I think they just showed up on the show one night because the band canceled or something like that. They needed somebody and they said, hey, go and do this. Just like the movie itself, basically. And, uh, and they, that, their whole movie was not even close to SNL at all. Zero, you know, which was absolutely fabulous. Like, they didn't have any rain over it, which was great, you know. It was their own concoction, so that was pretty cool. So there was nothing to do with them at all, so you really can't even say that, you know, to the fact about it, but uh, obviously the crew came off there, which was simply amazing, you know, but you can just imagine if they had the Blues Brothers now, you know, they'd be all over it, making a Saturday night movie, it wouldn't be good at all, you know, that was the greatest part about that movie was, you know, it's like they would just be that, about Chicago Blues, I couldn't even imagine. I don't know. I've never seen the second one. They could do it justice, but I heard uh, it was pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, dude, with all these news shows and the actor shows and the shows they can be on to talk about their shows, it's like I wonder if they got any time to make movies or television because all they're doing is hanging out on TMZ or Helen. You know, it's nonstop. You know, it's like. And that's where we've gone to, man, is this, you know, and it's like weird because like these Hollywood TV shows, they're starting to talk about the news. They're not news journalists. They're like 
hacks, you know, it's like they're like the National Enquirer, you know, and all of a sudden they're supposed to be news journalists, you know, and our news journalists, they're not even news journalists, that's what the whole thing is, it's like they are strictly about an agenda, and their agenda is not about you at all, their agenda is about them and the people above them, that's it, nobody else, that's why Chuck Ferris on the Gong Show is a CIA agent. There is a reason for that. And I think Bozo was too. There you go, man. It's that empathy TV they're indoctrinating into your brain. It's exactly what it is. You feel for these people, you vote on these people. All it is is star search, except you're involved. That's all. They basically give you your reality, bachelor shows, love shows, horoscope shows. Then they do that typical point of view. They cut away, they talk to the person, or they, the person talks to you, so you can relate to them, and why they should bring the bachelor or bachelorette or whatever that is, or get off the island, or build the bike ride, or this is why, you know, this person's mean to me, or whatever. That's what it's all about. It's Empathy TV. announces she's leaving CNN. I'm Brooke Baldwin and you're watching CNN. And before we get going, I want to start with some personal news. I will be leaving CNN. Of the most talented producers and photojournalists and correspondents and anchors Where? out there. As we have covered our era's most urgent and important stories. Yeah. Conflicts, terrorism, environmental what is she talking about? Who does she work for? The social justice movements that define our culture and a pandemic that changed the world. And politics. Lots of politics. Yeah. You have been here with me yeah. every step of the way. Declining Never more rates. more so than what I was incredibly... Probably leaving because her rates have plummeted. ...sick with COVID last year. I am so grateful for your loyalty and passion for yeah. the world we Voicemails from Detroit. It was because they had the writer's strike out there in Hollywood and they unshowed, I think, Mark Burnett's Survivor. And the next thing you know, they got a multi billion dollar franchise around Star Church and, you know. Trying to find a bachelorette or a bachelor. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's like, where is that line? Okay, and you can see how it works. And it's more, it takes you right towards the new technology thing, too. Because like I said, when you have these American idols and you're getting the millions of people voting and everything like that on a certain person, and you're able to sell them a product because of that, what more can you ask for? It's, it's brilliant, you know what I'm saying? But then, like I said, it gets to be a little bit of a slippery slope because literally you have these entertainment news shows, okay, we'll say the current affairs, you know, the TMZs or whatever, and they get into politics and stuff like that. And then you have the SNLs, you know, and your Kimmels or whatever at nighttime. And they're into it. So now you've, you've lost, you know, the whole... It's almost like we should almost have a new law of separation of media and state. I get the joke, but it was like, wow, Saturday Night Live never based the entire show around the joke. You know, it's like, uh, they would have political sketches. Usually the most political stuff was during the news segments, which was always interesting. Very rare in the 70s did they really go whole hog on the political thing. I think they did like maybe Gerald Ford rolling a joint, you know? And they would have certain things, but they also had other strong elements. That's because they had good characters on there. Now they really rely heavily on the news. Well, I don't want to watch Saturday Night Live news. Almost funny skits, new stuff. Nothing to have to do with any of the presidents at all. Zero. That's not why I tune into that show. But 
it's become a hit job kind of show, you know? That's why it's dumb. Oh yeah, you're totally selling a product. And not only are you selling a product, but you're also selling it for the future of like, I've seen these guys that did this band or whatever that came off of Saturday Live, the, the Lonely Boat song or what the hell it is. And there you go. So now you're making their music video for nothing because it's right there. You probably just do it in the set or Studio B over there in the New York lot, add a couple things to it, and there you go, and you just keep pumping it out, the song is as dumb as hell, like, I'm like, what in the world is this about, but that's where the mentality's at, and they know the joke's gonna be on Saturday Live, or they may show up, and that's what it's all about. It's sad, man, because the creativity is lost on marketing. And that's what it's all about. I think I was watching SNL one night. I don't know what the hell possessed me to watch it. But literally, it was like watching a commercial. That's what it was. Everything, and like, people didn't even notice it, but I did, you know. It was, a, it, really, it was basically, it was like watching a subliminal advertisement the entire time. I'm like, I'm watching a subliminal advertisement. Couple of bad jokes, and just, it's not even worth I like that concept, believe it or not. That whole thing was really cool. It's like, wow, is it a commercial? Is it SNL? That is brilliant, and that's kind of the way ATV was because you never knew when it was a commercial and when it was a TV show because the com show that's cool my thing is, is when you have political hit jobs all the time on the show throughout the entire show there's got to be a breather you know what i'm saying it's like i don't necessarily turn into saturday live or tune into saturday live to see you know the same old stuff that's on the news which it is yeah, that's it. I mean, there's just no movement. It's just total stagnant. I get the joke, you know what I'm saying? Okay, once in a while it's funny, but, you know, the whole thing is like, okay, now you're relying upon it every week for a joke, you know? It's like, okay, fine. But then, as I said, they desensitize you now, okay, by doing that thing with the witch, you know, and the Q stuff. So now, it's... it's Dude, it's subliminal advertising. It's absolute subliminal advertising towards people. It gets you to believe that they would never do this kind of stuff. Okay. It, it puts it in your brain that these QAnon people are nutty, radical, conspiracy kind of people. And then there you go. Yeah, he was the guy who invented the virus thing. And he was a strange cat, man. He got into some trouble, he disappeared, and I don't know, he was on all kinds of drugs, some crazy shit, I'll have to look into him, yeah, but McAfee, man, that's McAfee virus remover from computers, you think Bill Gates would have thought of it, but I think there is something out there, Bill Gates actually created the virus. I This is your pal John Travolta, and you're listening to Man Behind the Machine. It's like, you know, it's like so weird.
There's a new virus in the database. Replicating, eating up memory. What do I do? Take cookie, you idiot. I'll head him off at the pass. What do you mean about helping? I mean, you're not helping. You have a zero bug. Attack all login and all the way files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. Yeah, we've lost section 626. Get hot! Get out of the 
the Internet shutdowns under law. When it comes to understanding existing legal mechanism for internet shutdowns. In India, there are two statutes and a set of rules I.E. Code of Criminal Procedure 1973. CRPC, Indian Telegraph Act 1885, and Temporary Suspension of Telecom Services, Public Emergency or Public Safety, Rules, 2017. Here and after, the telecom suspension rules, which confer powers upon government agencies to order blanket network outages in districts and states of India. Section 144, Code of Criminal Procedure, 1973. A vast majority of internet shutdowns recorded in India between January 2012 and April 2018 have been ordered under Section 144 of the CRPC, 1973. Concrete statistics on the number of invocations is unavailable as news. Reports often do not mention the provision under which shutdowns were imposed, but it can safely be said from available reports that this provision was heavily favored at least until the telecom suspension rules were notified in 2017, though it has continued to be intermittently used even afterwards. The CRPC is a collection of procedural laws that govern how substantive criminal laws enumerated under the Indian Penal Code 1860 are to be enforced and covers such aspects as investigation and prosecution of offenses among others. Within the CRPC, Section 144 resides as the sole occupant under the chapter of temporary measures to maintain public tranquility and gives state governments the power to issue orders for immediate remedy in urgent cases of nuisance or apprehended danger. From a bare reading, the core aspects of section 144 that are relevant when discussing internet shutdowns can be broken down as follows. The authority to issue orders under this Section lies with the district magistrate, a subdivisional magistrate or any other executive magistrate specially empowered by the state government in this behalf. Before an order can be issued under section 144, the issuing authority must be satisfied that there is sufficient ground for proceeding under this section, and that immediate prevention or speedy remedy is desirable. Any order issued under Section 144 must be in writing, stating the material facts of the case and served in accordance to applicable legal procedure. The order so issued and served can direct any person to do or abstain from a certain act or to take certain order with respect to certain property in his possession or under his management. In other words, the order can ask anyone to do or not do anything or to perform a specific action as directed with respect to any property they possess or manage. A vast majority of internet shutdowns recorded in India between January 2012 and April 2018 have been ordered under Section 144 of the CRPC, 1973. 8. In the issuing authorities' view, the order must be likely to prevent 
or tends to prevent, obstruction, annoyance or injury to any person lawfully employed, or danger to human life, health or safety, or a disturbance of the public tranquility, or a riot or an affray. Section 144 was a provision designed to help contain law and order situations by vesting state government officials with emergency powers, and it has traditionally been used to issue curfews and dismiss unlawful assemblies during widespread civil unrest. The section accordingly features broad language that is necessary to allow issuing authorities to carry out their duties effectively, and does not contain any checks and balances to prevent abuse other than limiting the maximum duration of orders to six months and empowering third-party state government officials to rescind orders issued by another. In context of Internet shutdowns, Section 144 implies that a district or subdivisional magistrate can order TSPs to stop providing Internet services within the magistrate's jurisdiction, as the network architecture is a property under the TSP's possession and management, if it is felt that doing so would prevent law and order situations from arising or escalating. It must be noted words such as obstruction, annoyance, disturbance to public tranquility or an affray are not defined under the CRPC or any other legislation, thus opening the statutory provision to heterogeneous interpretations as an archaic provision of law that has been carried down from the British Raj, this section was clearly not designed to oversee state actions like internet shutdowns, where a lot more nuances must ideally be considered before imposing restrictions. A district magistrate speaking on internet shutdowns at an event expressed that he prefers imposing shutdowns under section 144 as the process is less cumbersome when compared to other Legislations 9. The Orders to Invoke Section 144 in Online Scenario for Internet World are far-fetched because they prevent the public at large from accessing and using Internet for any purpose including areas like like education and business. 9. Report launched by a career, Internet Blackout, measuring the economic blackout of Internet shutdowns in India, c. SFLC.N. Report launch a career internet blackout measuring economic blackout internet shutdowns India, last accessed on May 1, 2018. As an archaic provision of law that has been carried down from the British Raj, this section was clearly not designed to oversee state actions like internet shutdowns, where a lot more nuances must ideally be considered before imposing restrictions 9 example of internet shutdown order issued under section 144 CRPC obtained under RDI Act 10 example of internet restoration order issued under section 144 CRPC obtained under RDI Act 11 the practice of invoking Section 144 to impose Internet shutdowns was in fact challenged at the Gujarat High Court as a public interest litigation, PIL, in Gaurav Shirsh Pivyas v. State of Gujarat, WP, PIL, No. 191 of 2015. It was argued that the power to block certain information on an online slash computer-related form was given in Section 69A of the Information Technology Act, 2005 hence the state government was not competent to use Section 144 CRPC to restrict the use of Internet, while delivering the judgment for the case challenging the authority behind shutdown of mobile Internet in Gujarat, the Gujarat High Court defended the state government's authority under Section 144 CRPC. It held that the state government is a competent authority under this provision and it depends upon their discretion to exercise the power with prudence, public duty and the sufficiency of action in their view 10. Furthermore, 
the court refrained from exercising appellate power to decide upon the sufficiency of matter to exercise power under section 144. It limited its decision to the question of whether there was an arbitrary exercise of power by the state government without any objective material. The petitioners in this case argued for the use of section 69A to block specific social media websites through which the messages apprehended to cause violence were being spread. The court, disregarding this point, maintained that the scope of operations of section 69A and section 144 were different and overlapped, only to cover public order. The court concluded that state government which had the rightful authority in times of emergency, deemed fit to block entire mobile internet services, failing which, the situation would have worsened. A special leave petition, SLP, challenging the order of the Gujarat High Court in the above-mentioned case of Gaurav Shurshbhai Vyas v. State of Gujarat was also dismissed by the Supreme Court in February 2016, while upholding the power of the state governments to restrict access to Internet, the Apex Court observed that it becomes very necessary sometimes for law and order. 11. Section 52 Indian Telegraph Act, 1855. Though Section 144 of CRPC continues to be the provision most often used to invoke Blanket bans on internet in India, Section 5.2 of Telegraph Act 1855 has also been invoked multiple times to order temporary internet service disruptions. In fact, one of the first internet shutdowns to be reported by mainstream media in 2012 was imposed under Section 5.2 of Telegraph Act and since then, there have been many more instances where Internet shutdowns were instituted under this provision. Before examining Section 5.2 in further detail, let us first see how the Internet even falls within the purview of a 19th century legislation meant to govern the long extinct domain of telegraph communications. In short, the definition of the term telegraph as provided under Section 3.1a of the Telegraph Act goes far beyond actual telegraphs, and includes any appliance, instrument, material or apparatus used or capable of use for transmission or reception of signs, signals, writing, images and sounds or intelligence of any nature by wire, visual or other electromagnetic emissions, radio waves or Hertzian waves, galvanic, electric or magnetic means it is this broad and future-proof definition that brings virtually any communication system, including the Internet, within the Act's purview. 10. See Global Freedom of Expression. Columbia.edu web link, last accessed on April 27, 2018. 11. Samanwe I. Ratre, Supreme Court upholds Internet ban by states, Economic Times. February 12, 2016, available at Tech Economic Times.indiatoms.com web link, last accessed on April 27, 2018. 12. As per Section 5.2, central, state governments or their authorized officers can, among other things, prevent the transmission of any telegraphic message or class of messages during a public emergency or in the interest of public safety, if it is considered necessary or expedient in the interest of 1. Sovereignty and integrity of India 2. Security of the state 3. Friendly relations with foreign states 4. Public order or 5. Preventing incitement to the commission of an offense as described earlier the term telegraph can be interpreted broadly enough to cover internet services within the ambit of the telegraph act and as a result the government's power to prevent the transmission of telegraphs also applies to the internet while the terms public emergency and public safety 
at least one of which must be present to issue an internet shutdown order are not defined under the Telegraph Act or any other law, they were interpreted by the Supreme Court of India in the matter of People's Union for Civil Liberties v. Union of India 12 to mean the prevalence of a sudden condition or state of affairs affecting the people at large calling for immediate action, and the state or condition of freedom from danger or risk for the people at large, respectively. Even with the Supreme Court's guidance, these terms remain open to broad interpretation by the government, and there is no objective standard to determine if a given situation qualifies as a public emergency or threatens public safety. Also undefined are all five additional grounds described above, such as sovereignty and integrity of India, security of the state and others. In short, Section 5-2, much like Section 144 of the CRPC, is a provision of law that was clearly not designed to sanction any sort of state action with respect to the Internet and offers vast avenues for subjective interpretation of its language. This means that it is almost entirely up to the subjective interpretation of the authority issuing orders under the section to determine if a given situation qualifies for action. Making matters worse, there were no procedural guidelines governing internet shutdowns issued under the Telegraph Act until the telecom suspension rules were issued in 2017 on how internet shutdown orders must be issued, reviewed and enforced. In fact, there has been no indication that the ad hoc procedure that was followed by the government up to the telecom suspension rules envisaged a review mechanism at all temporary suspension of telecom services public emergency or public safety rules 2017 the substantive law regarding suspension of internet services was thus broadly interpreted from section 52 of telegraph act 1855 while the procedural law regarding the same was not part of the original act or rules. The procedure to suspend telecom services in case of public emergency or public safety and consequently, the suspension of internet services in India was notified under Section 7 of the Telegraph Act, 1855, on 7th of August 2017. The rules are called temporary suspension of telecom services public emergency or public safety rules 2017 inches the competent authority which may order there were no procedural guidelines governing internet shutdowns issued under the telegraph act until the telecom suspension rules were issued in 2017 on how internet shutdown orders must be issued reviewed and enforced 12 Air 1997 SC 568. 13. Such directions are. In case of Government of India, the Secretary in the Ministry of Home Affairs. In case of a state government, the Secretary to the state government in charge of the. The Home Department. According to these rules, directions to suspend telecom services shall not be issued. Except by an order made by a competent authority. Thus, according to Rule 2-1 the directions to suspend the telecom services shall be made only under these rules and according to the procedure mentioned therein. This also implies that directions for suspension of telecom services consequently network shutdowns may not be ordered under any other provision of law including Section 144 of CRPC 1973. However, in unavoidable circumstances, such an order might be issued by an officer of the rank of Joint Secretary or above who has been duly authorized by the Union Home Secretary or State Home Secretary. But the term, unavoidable circumstances has not been defined under the Telegraph Rules, Telegraph Factor any other legislation or judgments by court of law. 
As a result, there exists no objective standard to determine whether a given situation qualifies as an unavoidable circumstance. This raises a pertinent question, who decides whether a circumstance is unavoidable and how? Moving ahead, the rules also state that the order issued under unavoidable circumstances will be subject to the confirmation from the competent authority. 14. As stated above within 24 hours and will cease to exist in case of failure to obtain of such confirmation. The rules further mandate that the order passed by the competent authority must contain reasons for such direction and a copy of the order shall be forwarded to a review committee by the next working day. The review committee shall comprise of where it is constituted by the central government cabinet secretary and secretaries of legal affairs and department of telecommunication where it is constituted by state government chief secretary secretary law or legal remembrancer in charge legal affairs and secretary to the state government other than the home secretary the review committee will have to meet within five working days of the issuance of order and record its findings on the suspension order whether it is in accordance with the provisions of subsection 2 of section 5 of the Indian Telegraph Act. Here ends the procedure delineated with respect to suspension of telecom services under temporary suspension of telecom services, public emergency or public safety rules 2017. However, there are still several areas of concern surrounding these rules. Firstly, the rules provide that the oversight of telecom suspension is to be carried out by a single review committee, which comprises entirely of the members of the executive. This severely compromises the independence and impartiality due to apparent conflict of interest. When the authorization, conduct and review is carried out by a single arm of government machinery, the public oversight principle is therefore not complied fault with. Secondly, the new rules also fail to accommodate the principle of transparency. There is no provision under the rules which provide for notification of shutdowns in press or official gazettes, considering that TSPs offering internet services in the country do not consistently issue notifications before shutdowns are imposed, users in affected areas are often caught unaware and have little to no time to make arrangements to mitigate the impact of shutdowns. This concludes a brief look at the provisions of law that collectively enable the government and its agents to suspend telecom services across India. Considering that TSPs offering internet services in the country do not consistently issue notifications before shutdowns are imposed, users in affected areas are often caught unawares and have little to no time to make arrangements to mitigate the impact of shutdowns. 15. Chapter 4. Internet Shutdowns in India SFLC.in has been tracking incidents of internet shutdowns across India in an attempt to draw attention to how the number and frequency of shutdowns, which are imposed for reasons ranging from curbing unrest to preventing cheating during examinations, have been rising at an alarming rate over the years. This data is made publicly available in the form of an interactive internet shutdown tracker hosted on our dedicated website www.internetshutdowns.in, which also features additional resources on the topic. In the absence of any reliable means to gain access to internet shutdown orders issued by various government agents, our data is collected mostly from media reports, online and print. Over the course of the project we have expanded to include a citizen reportage mechanism that is a mechanism for citizens in or around affected areas to bring instances of shutdowns to attention, and provide input on how the shutdowns affected them and their communities. Below is the comprehensive list of shutdowns that we have recorded starting January 2012. 
The data starts from 2012 because the earliest instance of an internet shutdown that was reported by mainstream media came on January 26, 2012, when mobile internet services were shut down in the Kashmir Valley as part of a border telecommunications clampdown on the occasion of Republic Day. As the table reveals, there has been a staggering increase in both the number and frequency of internet shutdowns over the years. Whereas three shutdowns were reported in 2012, all in the state of Jammu and Kashmir, the number rose to 70 in 2017 across 19 states. central station and the remainder of the experiments. Then, what many considered the biggest disappointment of the mission.
the deck is 